Good evening and welcome to the UEFA Champions League show for today. Wherever you are listening to this episode from, whether you are in the USA, on the African continent, Americas, Asia, Europe and Oceania, welcome to the most exciting, informative and educative sports show on the calling platform with yours truly, Philip Alimo. And I have love for sports. On the show tonight, we will be profiling the 11 teams already through to the UEFA Champions League round of 16, the key players to watch out for, the rankings, and all you need to know about the 11 teams that are already through to the round of 16 of the UEFA Champions League. And tonight, on the UEFA Champions League show, I am introducing... A new segment to our program, which is the inspiring UEFA Champions League story of the day. And uh, for our debut UEFA Champions League story of the day, we'll be looking at the incredible career of Cameroonian legend Samuel Eto'o. Samuel Eto'o. Tonight, once again, welcome to the most exciting and authoritative Sports show on the calling platform, on the calling platform. So tonight, we go straight to our program for today. The teams that have qualified for the round of 16 in alphabetical order, yeah, Ajax, Bayern Munich, Chelsea, Inter Milan, Juventus, Liverpool, Manchester City, Manchester United, Paris Saint-Germain, Real Madrid, and Sporting Club of Portugal. These are the 11 teams that have already qualified for the round of 16. We will know the rest of the five teams, hopefully, when the last group games continue on coming Tuesday and Wednesday. There are eight former winners of the UEFA Champions League among the 11 teams already through to the UEFA Champions League round of 16. Tonight on the show, we profile all these high-flying contenders 
And talking of high-flying contenders, the Champions League round of 16 draw will be taking place midday Central European time on Monday, 13th December 2021 in the year of our Lord. Two seeding pots will be formed, one consisting of the eight European group winners, that are seeded teams, and the other of the eight runners-up, that is the unseeded teams. No team can play a club from their group or any side from their own association. The first team we are profiling tonight is Ajax. They are ranked 17th on the UEFA ranking. And for this Champions League, they were in Group C. Group C. And they were the winners for Group C. Last season... They got knocked out at the group stage and moved on to play in the UEFA Europa League quarterfinals. This was their best performance for last season. What's been their best performance so far in the European Cup? At the time when the UEFA Champions League was known as the European Cup, they were the winners for the 1970-1971 edition, 1971-1972 edition, 1972, 1973, and the last time they won it was in the 1994-1995 season. How do I see this Ajax side? They are fearless, dynamic. They do not know home or away, whether they are playing at home or away from, from, uh, from their favorite home ground in Amsterdam. They are still relentlessly furious in attack. In attack. And uh, how do I see them as a team? How do I see them as a team? I think every player in the Ajax team, including the goalkeeper, is very good when the team is in possession and can take the ball even when they are under extreme pressure. They switch positions easily. They do well at creating and exploiting spaces and they are committed to playing free-flowing creative football. This is my observation of the Ajax team so far in the Champions League. Their coach, Eric. Eric has done a magnificent job with a squad that is constantly evolving. After taking Ajax to the brink of the UEFA Champions League final in the 2018-2019 season, he lost many of the team's key players that summer, but he has simply rebuilt the side. Same script, but different actors. Impressive. Coach Eric Tinghang has done a great job with this Ajax team. Like I said in my position, he's simply building on, on what he did in the 2018-2019 league season. The same script, but this time with different players. With different players. And talking of different players, one of the key players that has been outstanding in this Ajax side is Ivorian international Sebastian Ale. He's the first player ever to score nine goals in his first five UEFA Champions League group games. The Ivorian striker has taken to top tier with so much panache and style. And we can only wish him well. 
did you know that Ajax have won their opening five Champions League group games for the first time in the history of the club? Yes, for the first time in the history of the club, Ajax have won their first opening five games of the UEFA Champions League group stages. The next team we are profiling is Bayern Munich, German champions. The UEFA ranking, they are the number one team on the UEFA rankings. They are in Group E for this season's UEFA Champions League. And they are the group winners for Group E. Last season, they got to the quarterfinals and lost on their way goal rules to Paris Saint-Germain. What has been their best performance in the history of the Champions League? They were winners in 1973-1974 league season, 1974-1975 league season, 1975-1976, 2000-2001, 2012-2013, and in the 2019-2020 league season, they were champions again. They've been champions six times, six times European champions, six times European champions. What's my description of this team? And how do I see this team? They are a free-scoring side. Very, very, very hungry for success and deeply committed to winning title number seven. Title number seven. And talking of seven, seven is a golden number. It's a wonderful number. Seven is a number of perfection. It's a number of perfections. Number seven means rest and talking of seven line on Messi won a seventh Ballon d'Or earlier on Monday and Bayern Munich will be hoping to win their seventh Champions League trophy this season despite all the limitations they've had with injuries and illness this season it's been relatively smooth sailing results wise and Bayern again will be a major contender if they continue to build on this rhythm. Julian's boys are tactically disciplined and they are the team to watch out. They are the team to watch out. The coach for the side is Julian. The 34-year-old has been diligent as a successor to Anson Flick overseeing some fine displays and a cruise through the group stage. In 2016, he became the youngest coach in Bundesliga history when he took Hoffenheim at the age of 28, leading them into the Champions League by finishing fourth the following year. On this show, we inspire and we encourage you to always aspire to greatness and to aspire to be a champion. And that is exactly what the third four-year-old for year old Bayern Munich coach Julian is doing. He's 34 years. He started coaching at a very young age and he's broken the records already in the German Bundesliga and we can only wish him well. He continued to impress in two seasons at Leipzig prior to joining Bayern in the summer, in the summer of last season. We can only wish him well and hope Bayern Munich can get the record seven Champions League title. The key player to look out for was the Ballon d'Or striker of the year, 
Polish international striker Robert Lewandowski, the relentless Polish marksman, hit new heights last season, scoring a record 41 German league goals as Bayern Munich seal a ninth straight championship. He has carried on that form this season with nine goals in five good fixtures and sits third on the all-time goal scorers in the Champions League. Yes, and for our trivia for Bayern Munich, did you know that Bayern have extended their record of unbeaten streak in the Champions League away games to 21 games? Yes, you heard that right. 21 games. They are unbeaten in 21 away games this season and in the history of the Champions League. The next team we are looking at is Chelsea. The current defending champions, Chelsea. Chelsea, yeah, in Group H, Group H, their position is to be decided depending on the games that will be played on Tuesday and on Wednesday. Their performance last season, they beat Manchester City 1-0 to win the UEFA Champions League last season. What is their performance in the history of the competition? They won the competition in 2011-2012 season. And last year, last season as well, they are the current defending European champions. How do I see this Chelsea team? Defensively, they are an outstanding team with attacking variety to challenge the best. With an attacking variety to challenge the best. This is some team. Everything Thomas Tuchel touches seems to tend to gold. His side has once again been a joy to watch this season. Match the two reverse fixture in Turin saw his side relentlessly efficient as they booked their place to the round of 16 by beating its former Italian champions Juventus 4-0. And talking of that game, that was the heaviest defeat Juventus have ever experienced in the history of the Champions League for the first time in 17 years. Credits to Thomas Tuchel to what he's doing with Chelsea. He took over Chelsea last January and immediately went straight into 14 unbeaten games. The former Mainz and Dortmund boss was a runner-up with Paris Saint-Germain in 2020 before going one better with the Blues last season. He's been absolutely fantastic. And the key players to look out for in this Chelsea team is Jorginho, the UEFA Champions League 2020-2021 Player of the Year. He's, an, he's a surely strong presence in the midfield for both Chelsea and Italian national team. But tonight, we are looking at his presence in the Chelsea midfield and his role with the team in the Champions League. And he's someone who detects the tempo of the team and of the games. He's a midfield dynamo when he's in that game for Chelsea on any day in the Champions League. 
And he's one player to look out for. And you know that this season, the Blues have conceded just three goals in 12 Champions League games since Thomas Tuchel's arrival. Yes, Chelsea have only conceded three goals in 12 Champions League games since Thomas Tuchel joined them as the manager of the team. We can only wish Chelsea well and hope they can defend their title this season. The next team we are looking at is Inter Milan, current Italian champions. They play in Group D. Their position is yet to be decided, dependent on the outcome of the last group games that we played on Tuesday and on Wednesday. Last season, their best performance was at the group stage of the competition. Their best performance in the history of the European Champions League. They've been winners in 1963-1964 when the European Champions League was known as the European Cup. And in 1964-1965, they were champions again. And the last time they won it in recent years is the 2009-2010 season where they won the treble in Italy with Jose Mourinho. Jose Mourinho. How do I see this Inter Milan team? They are strong defensively and they create plenty of opportunities. But unfortunately, they are not clinical in front of goal. Simeon Inzaghi's Inter Milan may be less solid than Antonio Conto's version despite playing the same 3-5-2 system. But Inter Milan are certainly playing more attacking football compared with last season. They've missed an incredible number of chances, particularly against Real Madrid and Shakhtar. They should have been more clinical in front of goal. And had they been more clinical, they could have gone a long way. But yet still, they've managed to book their place in the round of 16. And if they will have to qualify beyond the round of 16, they need to be more clinical in front of goal. Who is the coach of the team? It's Simeone Inzaghi. Simeone Inzaghi, yet another legend of the UEFA Champions League. He's a Serie A and three-time Coppa Italian winner as a player with Lazio. With Lazio at the time, the 45-year-old also brought a domestic cup to Rome during the five seasons in charge. From a tactical point of view, he's another maestro of the 3-5-2 system like his predecessor, Antonio Conte. Who is the key player to look out for in this Inter team? It's Nicola Barella. Nicola Barella. He was awarded the best midfielder in Syria last season. The 24-year-old already seems in the complete nature of a player. He's absolutely complete for a 24-year-old. I've seen him play many times and I can say he's been absolutely phenomenal. He's capable of playing as a creative role or he's capable of sitting deep or playing as a box-to-box midfielder. Barella is continuing to improve after his pivotal part for Inter last season. And he was very phenomenal for Italy as well in their Euro 2020 triumph as well as with the Scudetto success of Inter Milan last season. We can only wish Nicola Barella well and hope he continues to rise and perform and becomes one of the best midfielders 
the history of the game. But before we wrap up with Inter Milan, do you know the European champions won the Champions League in 2010? Yes, I said it's in my earlier position. And yes, I'm saying it again. You know, they were European champions in 2010. Inter have reached the knockout stage for the first time in a decade. In a decade. The last time they got to the round of 16 was in 2010. Was in 2010. And we can only wish Inter well and hope the best team performs. The next team we are looking at is Juventus. Juventus. Their UEFA ranking is 8th. 8th. And they are in Group H. Their position is yet to be determined. But depending on the outcome, regardless of the outcome of the game, they've qualified for the round of 16. Their last performance last season was round of 16. They lost on their way goal rules to Portuguese side Porto. Porto. Their performance in terms of the history of the European Cup they were winners 1984-1985 and in 1995-1996 league season. How do I see this Inter team? Blend of impressive veterans and youngsters with potential. I like the blend of old guards as against new guards. They are blending energy, youthful exuberance, with experience, with experience. And I like that about this Juventus team. That is what I like about this Juventus. But unfortunately, they lack consistency. They lack consistency playing in the Champions League. They perform once today. The next time, they're just a pale shadow of themselves. And we hope Italian champions, the old ladies of Italian football, will be consistent, will be consistent. Allegri rejoined Juventus in May, but he's still searching for the magic dust that carried Juve to two finals during his first spell. Very inconsistent in Syria, Juventus were impressive with four wins in as many games to start their European campaign. But a 4-0 defeat at Chelsea on March Day 5 brought the Italian champions, the former Italian champions, down to earth. Marcelino Allegri is the coach of Juventus. The 54-year-old returned to the bench with a mission after two years of sabbatical leave. He led Juventus to the Champions League finals in 2015 and 2017, but lost on each occasion. Unfortunately for Allegri, He's yet to win the Champions League with Juventus. He played in two finals. I watched those two games. And in football, on a good day, you need luck, not just skill and talent, but you need the gods of football to be on your side, especially if you're playing in the final. A key player to look out for in this Juventus side is Federico Chisa. Federico Chisa. After tasting European glory with Italy, the winger is continuing his progression and turning into a real leader for this Juventus team. He scored the only goal in the crucial victory over Chelsea in Turin. In Turin. And did you know, Juventus have made the final five times. Yes, they've played the Champions League final five times. 
since their last triumph in 1996, but have always failed to add a third success in the competition. No club have lost more finals than their seven defeats. Yes, they've played in the finals of the UEFA Champions League since their last triumph in 1996. Five times. Five times. And they've lost all. They've lost all. We wish them well and hope they can win that elusive third UEFA Champions League trophy. The next team we are profiling is Liverpool. Liverpool. Liverpool's ranking on the UEFA Champions League is third. They are ranked third by UEFA. And for this season, they are in Group B and they are the winners of Group B. What was their performance for last season? They were knocked out in the quarterfinals. In the quarterfinals, they lost 3-1 on aggregate to Real Madrid. To Real Madrid. What's their performance in the history of the Champions League? Their best performance. They were winners when the European Champions League was known as the European Cup in 1976-1977 league season, 1977-1978 league season, 1980-1981 league season, 1983-1984 league season, 2004-2005 league season. I remember that game, the miracle of Istanbul, when AC Milan, another Italian giant, was leading Liverpool 3-0 in the first half. By the second half, Liverpool equalized all three goals and took the game to extra time and into the lottery of the penalty shootouts. And Liverpool won that season in the year 2004-2005 in Istanbul. And their most recent victory was in the 2018-2019. How do I see this Liverpool team? They've made a perfect start and they are in fine attacking form. They have one of the strongest attacking units in the Champions League. And Mohamed Salah, Firmino, the team, and Sergio Mane, they are simply unstoppable. They are razor sharp, razor sharp, razor sharp attacking trio. And on any day, they can cause trouble to even the best defenders in the history of the Champions League and even in the world. He's been plain ceiling, though as they have shown plenty of metal to beat top quality opposition in AC Milan and Atletico Madrid. Who is the coach of Liverpool? We have German coaching machine, Jürgen Klopp. He's been Liverpool boss since 2015. Jogging club guided Liverpool to Champions League glory in the 2018-2019 league season and to their first league title in the English Premiership for the first time in 30 years the following season. Yes, he guided Liverpool to win the Champions League 2018-2019 and the following season he guided Liverpool to win their English Premiership trophy for the first time in 30 years. Jogging Klopp was a striker who turned into a defender at Mainz. He lifted two Bundesliga titles during his time 
as a coach of Borussia Dortmund before heading to Liverpool. Who is the key player to look out for in this Liverpool team? The key player to look out for in this Liverpool team is Mohamed Salah, the Egyptian forward. Has been the face of this Liverpool side since arriving from Roma in 2017. He was a star at FC Basel in Switzerland before he first landed in England with Chelsea in 2014, but has proved to be a major talent since joining the Reds. His pace, intelligence, and finishing is simply, 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 simply impeccable. He's won and scored 31 UEFA Champions League goals for Liverpool. Simply phenomenal. He is the Egyptian king. I love Mohamed Salah. He's a shining example to many, many, many young talents across the globe and to many young Arabs who are aspiring to take up the beautiful game of football. Of football. Do you know Liverpool have been European champions six times more than any other English team? Yes. Liverpool are six times European champions and they are the only English side to have achieved that feat. That is as many titles as Bayern with Milan and Real Madrid. They are the only sides to have won more titles than Liverpool in the history of the Champions League. Another team to look out for We will wrap up with the teams to look out for in the Champions League. And in our next episode, we'll come your way with the rest of the team. In our next episode, we'll be profiling Manchester City, Manchester United, Paris Saint-Germain, Real Madrid, and Sporting Club of Portugal. These are the teams we'll profile in our next episode. For the purposes of time, we'll be going straight to our inspiring UEFA Champions League story for the day. And our star for tonight is Cameroonian legend Samuel Eto. We'll be speaking to Samuel Eto on his views on the game and what it is like to have played for Madrid to Barcelona, to Inter, to Chelsea, and Everton. We would speak to him and hear what this meant to him and what it has done to his career. He's currently also aspiring for the position as president of the Cameroonian Football Federation. And we can only wish Samuel Eto'o well. Samuel Eto'o was born on the 10th of March, 1981. He's a Cameroonian retired footballer who played as a striker. In his prime, Eto was regarded by pundits as one of the best strikers in the world. And he's regarded as one of the greatest African players of all time, winning the African Player of the Year a record four times in 2003, 2004, 2005, and in 2010. 
a precarious talent, Eto moved to Real Madrid as a 16-year-old due to competition in his position with more experienced players. He had several loan spells before signing for Real Mallorca in 2000, where he scored 70 goals. Yes, he scored 70 goals for Real Mallorca during his time with the club. His impressive form saw him join Barcelona in 2004, where he scored 130 goals in five seasons and also became the record holder for the most appearances by an African player in La Liga. Winning La Liga titles three times, he was a key member of the Barcelona attack alongside Ronaldinho that won the 2006 UEFA Champions League final. Eto scored in that final and was part of a front three of Lionel Messi and Thierry Henry that also went on to win the 2009 UEFA Champions League final. Eto once again scored in that 2009 finals at the Wembley Stadium against Manchester United. Against Manchester United. He's the second player in the history to score in two UEFA Champions League finals. At Barcelona, Eto came third for the FIFA World Player of the Year Award in 2005 and was twice named in the FIFA Pro World Eleven in 2005 and 2006. He signed with Inter Milan for the 2009 and 2010 league season, where he became the first player and only player to win two European continental troubles, trebles, following his back-to-back achievements with Barcelona and Inter. He's the fourth player in the Champions League history after Marcel Desailly, Paolo Sousa, Gerard Piquet to have won the trophy two years in a row with different teams. After brief spells with Ansi Makalala, Chelsea, Everton, and Sampdoria, Eto found prolific form again in the Super League with Antalya Sport having scored 44 goals in 76 league games. In 2005, in 2015, Eto received the Golden Foots Award. As a member of the Cameroonian national team, Eto was part of the squad that won the gold medal at the 2000 Olympics. He also won the African Cup of Nations in 2000 and 2002. Eto has participated in four World Cups and six African Cup of Nations. He is the all-time leading goal scorer in the history of the African Cup of Nations with 18 goals. And is Cameroon's all-time leading goal scorer and the third most cup player with 56 goals in 11 appearances. Eto announces retirement from football in August 2014. This is our UEFA Champions League story for the day and he's our most inspiring athlete for the day. For the day. Very impressive track record. Very impressive track record from Cameroonian and African football legend Samuel Eto'o, who we hear from the legend himself, his journey from Madrid to Barcelona to Inter to Chelsea, and the incredible career he built in football. Let's hear from Samuel Eto'o. Mm-hmm. 
It's wonderful. It's a wonderful stadium. We'll be talking about football, having a good time and sharing good memories. Talking about the future of the game and what it will be like in 10 to 15 years' time. All of these things. Football is a massive industry where I'd say there are lots of things that need doing. It's important for everyone to meet once or twice a year so that we can share our experiences and look at football as a whole. Mallorca gave me the opportunity to become the man I became several years later. Barcelona gave me a platform to show the world what I could do at Mallorca, we weren't necessarily playing to try to win the league, but we were all happy nonetheless. Our initial aim was to cement our Liga status for the following season. But there's a completely different mentality at Barcelona. When you get there, you know you have to win all the time and in style. Barcelona isn't like other clubs where you go to and it doesn't really matter how you view the importance of winning. At Barcelona, you have to win and in style. So, the two clubs have completely different approaches and mentalities. So you still feel the pressure playing for both. And there were times as a player where I felt the same amount of pressure when I put on both teams' jerseys. I'd had the chance to win everything on that side of Europe. So I needed to go elsewhere to pretty much start from scratch again. I arrived at a club that no one knew. In just two or three seasons, it became a club that everyone was talking about. I played for the biggest clubs in the world. I played with the very best players in the world, in the best stadiums in the world. Maybe I needed to go back a step and remember my childhood days when it was playing football that made me truly happy. Well, the first match after the transfer deadline usually means a debut. Samuel Etty, a welcome addition to this league. Let's see what he can do on his Chelsea debut here at Ferguson Park. I was ready, but during my first game, I realised that I was lacking a bit of physicality. But there were times when I didn't think about that at all, because I was on the top of my game. But Jose knew that. He wanted to put me on as soon as possible, so I could get up to speed. But the atmosphere at the stadium, Goodison Park, 
mais je dis encore avec moi parce que je n'avais pas joué les matchs de haut niveau We all know there's a huge rivalry between Liverpool and Chelsea. You have to be even more focused than usual during these sort of games. I didn't realize at the time that I was the first ever Chelsea player to score a hat trick against Manchester United. Manchester United. It wasn't until I got back into the dressing room when Abramovich came to congratulate me and tell me that I'd written my name into Chelsea's record books and I became aware of this achievement. I stopped for a second and when I thought about all the great players who had played for Chelsea, I realized this was a great honor. London derbies are almost the same. There's a real rivalry between Tottenham and Chelsea. I remember scoring against Tottenham. Noticed this against Tottenham, but not so much against Arsenal. You could see that the fans were a lot happier than usual. It's always a pleasure to play in derbies. Because when you play for a team like Chelsea, you're expected to win the league as soon as the season starts. To win the Champions League. To win the FA Cup. But as Jose said to us, he came to the club to rebuild the team first before even considering winning silverware. But because Jose is always desperate to win, he did everything he could to make that happen. Looking at the players we had, 
I personally believed we were capable of winning trophies. But we mustn't forget that we are also up against great teams like Manchester City, Liverpool. So, yes. And Manchester United. That's the profile and story of Cameroonian football legend Samuel Eto. Samuel Eto. Truly inspiring player, outstanding athletes, and a top role model for not just African footballers or African athletes, but any young person out there who's listening to this podcast aspire to rise to greatness. We'll take the remaining interview we had with Samuel Eto. Then we will wrap up with tonight's episode of the UEFA Champions League. Let's hear from the legend Samuel Eto. In my opinion, Everton had one of the greatest managers in the world at the time, in Roberto Martinez. We had a chat about football. It took me no more than 10 minutes to decide to join him at Everton. It was difficult because I really wanted to make the difference in this game. The game didn't go the way we would have wanted. Plus, I also got injured. But I soon returned and sorted my feet out. He scored in the first five minutes. Scores in the last five minutes. Even though I didn't play too many times for Everton, my teammates, the club directors, and Roberto did everything they possibly could to make me feel at home. There is huge respect for the history of the club and its players. I must thank the fans for showing me this level of respect. They didn't get to see Samueletto at his best, and that was also the case at Chelsea. Even though I tried my hardest to do everything I possibly could at the time, I was still shown this level of respect. I still remember the victories. I still remember the victories, and I'd also say those match-winning moments. I don't miss football yet. If I missed it, I would have carried on playing, regardless of anything else. I don't miss football. I've started studying again, for which I thank God. I'm an ambassador for the World Cup and the Liga, and I'm working out what I want to do. I'm going about things nice and peacefully. That is the story of Samuel Eto, our inspiring 
UEFA Champions League story for today. Wherever you are, whatever you are doing, aspire to excel at the highest level. One of the things Samoleto said in his interview that struck me was the fact that he says he doesn't miss football and he has absolutely no regrets at the same time for his playing career enjoying his playing days and he's enjoying retirement he's working on different projects and one of the key projects he's working on now is going back to school to acquire the needed skills and he's also aspiring and contesting for the Cameroonian FA presidency position to become the next president of Cameroonian football and we can only wish him well and good success I wish you well and good success as well. It's been exciting coming your way with tonight's episode of the UEFA Champions League show. Until same time on Tuesday and on Wednesday, stay safe and stay blessed. Have a wonderful good evening.